Hello, everybody, Hi, and welcome. welcome to Midlife Narratives. Well, and today we have Heidi Odegaard, who is a certified intuitive eating counselor. She's a licensed social worker for over 25 years. Um, she has body uh, trust provider in training and you are the founder of beauty coaching so welcome thank you and tell us a little bit about the journey to where you're at right now well i'm first of all i'm just super excited and honored to be a guest oh. i have been watching your videos and i find myself smiling when oh, i watch that's the best compliment. i know yeah. smile. i just find yes. you smiling the whole way through your video um and you two are just two of my favorite people and i'm just so excited to be part of your tribe you Love are yep. part of the Absolutely. tribe. I'm honored, and I'm just I'm very honored to be on your podcast. Thank you so <laughs> yes, much. You have a big message to share with the world. I, mm. I can't wait to hear your story. Oh, because I feel you. like I'm gonna I'm going to uh, what's the word? Resonate. Connect. Relate. Resonate. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. I think lots of people will, and I think yeah. that's why we were so anxious to get you here. So, oh, well, thank um, you. You have first of all, you want to throw out a little disclaimer before we I get do. going. I do. Okay. I do. I would be remiss if I did not mention that it's National Eating Awareness Disorder Week, and with that being said. I just want to give a trigger warning for anybody who has struggled with an eating disorder or is currently struggling. Um, this might we will we will be talking about diet culture and weight loss and weight cycling. And um, if if that might trigger you, I would I would encourage you to um, to press pause on this podcast and jump ahead to the next fabulous podcast <laughs> Teresa and Kirsten have for us. Yeah. So that that yeah. is just I, I would just be remiss if I didn't mention that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we mm -hmm. appreciate that for sure. So. How'd you get here? Oh, how'd I get here? Oh, it's been a it's been a long road. Um, I, should I start from the beginning? Yes. Please. Well, and I think that everyone's gonna relate with your yeah. diet, yo-yo, cycling, and um, so I think yeah, you have start a story. Yes. Yeah, sure. Share your story. Okay. Well, I went on my first diet when I was 17, and I think for most of us, we can remember our first diet. It's exciting. Um, usually the first diet is easy. Um, the weight loss feels effortless. We're kind of on a high. Mm -hmm. People um, notice. They yeah, give you compliments. we're getting all these compliments. And, yeah. yeah. Um, and usually it's triggered by something. There's a defining moment. And for me, there were a couple things. I was a senior in high school. I happened to go to a small school where there were only 27 students um, in the graduating class and 13 were girls. And it just so happened that of those 13 girls, most of them were in very small bodies. Mm -hmm. Now, this is before social media. Right. I can't even imagine yeah. how I would be I'd triggered. Be I know. Yes, I know. yes. Our, our girls have so much more to deal with now with this absolutely. whole diet culture. Yeah. Absolutely. For me, I didn't have the Instagram, um, all of that, the TikTok, the Instagram. Um, but what I was doing was comparing myself to the smaller body girls in my class. You had your voice inside your head. Yes, absolutely. Yes, and my voice was telling me, Heidi, your body is wrong. Mm -hmm. Your body is wrong. And so I felt I had to change my body. Mm -hmm. um, looking back, now I know the truth. And I would have been better off staying at my size that mm -hmm. I was. There was nothing wrong with my size. Um, and navigating through life rather than weight cycling or yo-yo dieting, what mm -hmm. some people call it, um, for the next 30 plus years. So let me just ask you really quick. When you say weight cycling, does that mean you're like doing swings more than 10 pounds, 20 pounds? Like sure. what was your high, your mm -hmm. low? And 
as you sure. continue through that journey? Yeah. Um, you know, it can, it can be a small amount. It can be yeah. a large amount. Um, for me, it was, at t- it was both, you know, there were times that, um, the swing was small and there were times the swing was big. I don't really like to talk about numbers or sizes yeah. Yeah. because that can be triggering for some people. If my number is a small number for them or a large number for right. them, and I don't want people to compare. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had large swings and I had it's, small swings. Right. And I think that that's important for people to know that it's, it's a it's a swing and like yeah. you said it's not a number and is, sure. and the swing is not healthy is right okay. it actually leads to poor health um, and can affect like you know our mortality and um, risk of diabetes and um, so weight cycling is it's detrimental to our health mm-hmm. um, so going back to that senior year I think the other thing that triggered me was I had a family member who I'd always been in a quote average size body whatever that is. Um, and an active child, um, but we moved a lot. And when we, I went to about seven different schools and when we moved before my junior year, I had trouble fitting in at that particular school. And I did gain some weight. And now I look back and I think, was it that or was, was I just going through puberty? Mm-hmm. And you know, as women, we want our bodies to stay the same. Mm-hmm. We want them to stay in their prepubescent size. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Right. Our bodies are meant to change through menopause, through childbirth. Um, they're not meant to stay the same and that's okay. Right. But our unrealistic expectation is that we will stay in that prepubescent yeah, body. Not, right. yeah. yeah. So, you know, looking back, I'm not quite sure. I think maybe I gained weight due to um, struggling to fit in at a new school, but it's very possible it was just my body going through puberty mm-hmm. and, and changing. Right. Changing shape, changing form. Um, so I went on a diet and I lost weight, lots of compliments, um, felt, you know, at the top of the world and, but with weight cycling, it is restriction, weight loss, which leads to weight gain. Mm -hmm. Um, the biggest predictor of weight gain is restriction. So the minute we start thinking we want to lose weight or we need to lose weight, Mm -hmm. the minute we put something in action, we are predicting we are going to gain weight Mm -hmm. 95% of the time diets fail more than 95% of the time. So I think about physicians. If they, if a physician told us, prescribed a medication for us, and they said, 95% of the time, this medication doesn't work. We would <laughs> we say, heck no. Right. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, very good. the diet industry has us so um, brainwashed. And not only that, but they put the blame on us. They are failing us, mm-hmm. but they right. blame us for the lack of willpower, the lack of discipline. Right. So going back, yes, I went on my first diet. It felt good, um, lots of compliments, but what happens during the cycle when we have the regain? We go into hiding because we're embarrassed. Um, We look different, I look different. Um, And- You you feel weak, like you just feel like- And and it's such a shame when you think about how many times we say no to something because of the way we look and we feel. And I've really given a lot of thought about that lately mm-hmm. and that really that's a lot of what you're talking about like oh my gosh I feel horrible because I've gained 10 pounds my clothes feel tight mm-hmm. I'm just not going to go to that party or I that dinner how many times Brian my husband has called me during the week hey you want to go out and grab something to eat and I'm on the diet mentality that mm-hmm. I am at least Monday sure. through Friday I'm going to restrict restrict so restrict, like, right. I'm yeah. like no honey I'm going to just stay home because it's hard mm-hmm. for me to 
and yeah, yeah. all those nights out that could have been, you know, a nice connecting time with my husband. Mm-hmm. Just... You chose to be restricted, yeah. which I is remember. exactly what you're telling us yeah. to start being aware of. Right, right. Yeah. We're, we're missing out on life. We're missing, yeah. we're missing so much life because we yeah. are consumed with the appearance of our body. Mm-hmm. So my goal is to help people find peace with food, to p- find peace with their bodies, um, and just to, just to live life fully. Yeah. And, and again, no body is wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, if we looked at our social media feeds, we might find... For some people, it may look like there's one type of human walking the planet, Mm -hmm. a tall, thin, long, blonde-haired woman, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's what we see on our social media Mm -hmm. feed with the influencers, right? Right. Yes, yes, yep, absolutely. But tiny waist, yes. Yeah, it would look like there's one type of human. So one of the things I have done is I have diversified my social media feed. So I see all types of body sizes, shapes, colors, um, physical abilities. And because of that diversification of my feed, I see beauty more easily in different bodies. So you have chosen to follow different people. Um, You're almost Yes, you are changing your whole perception through your social media. Sure, yep. Yeah. Gosh, if we could only empower our our teenagers to do just that or our 20-year-olds. I feel like we need to get back on track, though, to your story. I know. Because we're kind of like... Where are we? You're just starting to I want to hear about your rock bottom. bottom. Oh, the rock bottom. Yeah. How did we get to that point? Uh, um, you know, there have been many, I think there was a rock bottom for every diet yeah. I ever went yeah, on. I agree. Mm-hmm. Every diet, there was a rock bottom. I would say one of maybe, it's not funny, it's actually very sad, but, um, I was gearing up for my next diet. You know how you gear up? Yep. You, yep. you know, yep. you have that last supper. Yeah. <laughs> your last supper. Yeah. I'm not going to eat until, yeah. I'm going to eat all I can until Sunday night, and then Sunday morning. Boom! The hammer is coming down. Yeah. 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 Yes. And then you come Monday morning, you're like, this is so hard. Yeah. Yes, okay, yes. So you had fun in the meantime. Yes. Absolutely. So I was gearing up for my next diet, and my husband and I were at TGI Fridays when that was a, yeah. a restaurant, and and um, I remember, and I think maybe that was my last, my first day of my new diet, actually. And there was somebody, there was a couple across the aisle from us in a booth, and they were having milkshakes. I started crying. <laughs> I started crying. And no, I know it sounds ridiculous, no, but I, wa- I just knew what was ahead of me. Yeah. You know, right. it was, I had gained the weight back, mm-hmm. and it was time to lose it again. And I knew how hard and exhausting it was going to be. And I just broke down. Yeah, and I think I my know. husband did not know what <laughs> was going on. I'm crying over a milkshake, people. It's your trigger. It was your yes. So that was one of my diet rock bottoms. Um, probably the funniest and, and the saddest. Um, but you, I mean, a rock bottom for me was, you know, just, just knowing I couldn't do it anymore. Um, but like I said earlier, the, the wheels were falling off the bus. I couldn't hang on anymore to being restrictive with what I ate, when I ate. I was looking to external cues. So say, for example, if, a, if I looked at the side of a bag of almonds and it said 16 almonds were a serving size, well, wouldn't you know I'm going to count out 16 oh, almonds? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or I weighed my chicken breast. All those things. Yeah. And so um, I definitely was not looking to myself. I was looking externally. Mm-hmm. 
when should I eat according to the plan? What should I eat? Mm -hmm. I didn't know what hunger, I was afraid of hunger. I didn't know what it felt like. I didn't know what fullness felt like. Um, and again, I was afraid of hunger. So what I would do is I would eat every couple hours so I wouldn't feel hungry mm -hmm. because Feeling hungry scared me because it meant that I might get out of control. Mm -hmm. And that is the oh, whole thing about diet. Yeah. It, the diet culture is it's all about control. Mm -hmm. It's not about self-compassion, self-kindness. It's about us controlling our bodies. That is so powerful. Mm -hmm. So powerful. Mm -hmm. So it's been in the last, would you say, I'm trying to think, year and a half, two years that you discovered? And how did you discover mm -hmm. this new way to look mm -hmm. at things? You know, I didn't know there was another way. I really didn't. I, I just thought it was it would be dieting for me mm -hmm. for my whole life. And I stumbled upon a book called Body Positive Power by Megan Crabby. And I just, I devoured the book. And it talks about there being another way. That, there you know, we don't have to live like this. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a better way, there's a more self-compassionate, kind way to live and to be at peace. So I devoured her book and I think I found it on Amazon in November of 2017. And I must have been maybe looking at weight loss books or diet oh, books cool. and came upon this. And I'm so grateful that I did because it turned my whole life around. So I read this book, Body Positive Power, which led me to another book and another book. And pretty soon I was immersed in it. And for example, I, I said to my husband one day, can we talk about intuitive eating? And he said to me, well, what else would we ever talk about? <laughs> That's all we talk about. I just, I found my passion. Yeah. Yeah. I was on fire. Oh, I love like, that How so did much. I not know about this? And, and, but with that comes some anger for, for years lost or for time lost or for occasions lost. Mm -hmm. I was a little angry, but the first, there are 10 principles to intuitive eating, and that is the evidence-based method that I have used to find peace, and there are 10 principles, and the first principle, which is the principle I guess I would like to talk, talk yes. to you about today, is reject diet mentality. That is the first principle, and it's probably the hardest. Mm -hmm. So for me, that looked like I used to always buy these dumb magazines, People, and oh, all the magazines, right? And they'd be all over my house. I'd yeah. spend $10 on these magazines once a week. Or I don't know the last time I've read a magazine. I'm just not interested. Nice. Um, you know, when, when we free ourselves of diet culture, we have room in our lives. Mm -hmm. um, we're not distracted anymore. Um, we're not preoccupied mm -hmm. with food, when we're going to eat, what we're going to eat. We have room in our lives now mm -hmm. um, for bigger, better, more beautiful things. And um, so that's, so th that is the I... first principle. It's the hardest principle. Um, it's getting rid of your diet books. And let me tell you, I had a stack, a stack. And I have them in my basement in a bin right now. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm going to have a burn party one day. Yeah. I, I want to be there. You. I want to be there. I, I literally I burn I those. Too. Yeah, let's I, burn those puppies. Well, and I literally I just got the chills when you were talking about that, like finding that passion and mm -hmm. you're on fire and like because I've no wonder I mean we've talked mm -hmm. about your struggles and everything else and to yeah. see you so fired up is amazing mm -hmm. and Thank you. I know so okay so the first one yes. is get rid of the diet culture yep and I reject diet mentality <clears throat> and it, again it's getting rid of you know the books the magazines the um 
um, just anything that triggers diet mentality. And, and then there are nine other principles as well. And, but the one I really wanted to focus on today was rejecting diet mentality yeah. because that's the hardest one, but it's step one. And even if somebody is not doing the other steps but, or the other principles, mm -hmm. but they're following this one principle, that's a huge step in the right direction. Right. Eventually we can get to some of the other steps such as making peace with food, mm -hmm. honoring your hunger, challenging the food police, um, feeling your fullness, coping with emotions with kindness. That's my, <clears throat> mine is, it's all emotional. Mm -hmm. I don't eat when mm -hmm. I'm, I don't eat hungry. Yeah. Eating is my drug, mm -hmm. like that, I'm such a closet binge eater, and that is my, and sure. like you, I've been struggling with it for mm -hmm. years, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, everything you've said has really resonated with me, um, and yeah, that's my, like, how do you take that mm -hmm. emotion sure. and, and, well, and then replace it with what? And I think as an, as an intuitive eating coach, that is, and your counseling background and your social work background, mm -hmm. those are the things that you're working with mm -hmm. with your um, clients mm -hmm. to really dig down and figure that out. It would be right. my guess. That's right. like yep. the whole yep. principle behind it, which is pretty amazing. Like spend money there versus trying to figure out dieting, all the money that's going to dieting, oh. or the programs that we're paying for, <laughs> mm -hmm. those cardboard meals that yeah. we're expected to eat like yeah. spend the money figuring yourself out with a good intuitive coach is mm -hmm. what i would mm -hmm. i'm all about coaching everybody should have a coach mm -hmm. and if that's what you that person needs like you are gonna really change some people's lives. For sure. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, th I think of all the money I threw away. I I've tried everything. I've done everything. And I'm a successful dieter. Mm -hmm. My husband has said, you are so good at dieting. <laughs> I mean, when I pull myself up by my yes. bootstraps, I oh, do too. it. Yep. I'm it's, good at it. Cycle. Yes, yeah. yes. But so how do you get rid of that, mm -hmm. that emotional? Because what, what are you going to fill it with mm -hmm. then? So know? sometimes what... What research has shown is that people who struggle um, with, quote, emotional eating is often caused by restriction. And so uh, if somebody is having, going through a tough time, usually the natural response is to lose our appetite mm -hmm. if we're going through a tough time. Mm -hmm. And that's what typically happens for intuitive eaters. Okay. But if it's somebody who is um, immersed in diet culture and has been restricting, and they go through a tough time, mm -hmm. their response eat. is to eat, yeah, to eat. Wow. And, and they call that emotional eating. Yeah. Yep. But again, it's not really emotional eating because if they were an intuitive eater, they would not be drawn to that. Yeah. So it's eating caused by restriction during tough times. Does that make sense? Yeah, makes a lot it's, of it's just, sense. Yeah. yeah, because I thought I was an emotional eater as well. Mm -hmm. And now it's funny because we have five kids, and they're ages. They're 17 through 23. We go through hard things a lot. Um, you have a very busy house. I have a busy way. house. And, you know, um, I don't turn to food. That's so like awesome. I, used I would love to. that freedom. Yeah. But then I also, I don't want to demonize food because food can be so comforting, and it can make us feel nurtured. And there's nothing wrong with, with using food that way. It, it's a tool in your toolbox. If it's the only tool, well then let's talk. Right. But if it's one of your tools, you've had a long day, oh, everything, everything's falling apart. Um, maybe a cup of hot chocolate with some marshmallows just 
feels like a big hug to you. Right. And that's okay. I know, but I'm all or nothing. Like, sure. I won't just stop at one mm-hmm. cup of hot chocolate. You know, yeah. I'll want five. So, you know, working with clients, one of the main um, things is neutralizing food for them. And so sometimes people will go through a honeymoon phase when we neutralize food. Say, for example, for me, there were some foods that I had to work through. One was Nutella. Do you guys do you I like, love I feel Nutella. like such a kid saying Nutella, like I'm a teenage girl. But I like Nutella. And I like it on salt. I like it on saltine crackers. Um, so that was something I had to neutralize. And wouldn't you know now, I can go to Costco and buy the two big things of Nutella and they can sit in my cupboard unopened for a long time Mm -hmm. and um and there were other things i had to neutralize as well that's the one that kind of comes up for me that i felt i couldn't have it around i would be out of control Mm -hmm. if i did Mm -hmm. and i can and i'm not right and that is the goal that That is the goal i cannot keep m&ms peanut butter m&ms and i love m&ms and i have it's so funny because right now on our counter I, I ha- we don't have a very functional pantry. It's it's too deep, and I so I bought. I don't the, even have one. So yeah, one step ahead of me. I hate my pantry. So I bought these cute clear containers at Costco, yeah. and I stack them on the counter. Um, and it's like my little pantry. Yeah outside of the pantry. But I have one has M&M's, one has saltines, I mean, just different, uh, granola, some different things. But that thing of M&M's, I haven't refilled it for maybe three weeks. And and so it just, it feels good. Yeah. I feel free. Well, it's Um, embarrassing too, because I remember one time that sticks out in my head and my kids will totally validate and make fun of me for saying this again, but they busted me. Um, I had bought like two packages of Halloween candy mm-hmm. and with the intention of keeping one all to myself. Mm-hmm. And I was walking back to the bedroom at night and I was trying to hide it. <laughs> and, and, you know, they've lived with this long enough. And Sarah, one of my kids is like, mom, what do you have in your hand? Mm. And it, it was just, and I think that was one of my diet lows because mm-hmm. I think then mm-hmm. probably you're, you're like, I'm sure. trying to hide this candy. Yeah. Sure, right. You know, when you're, and, we're hiding our food. And yeah. I think it's a beautiful gift that we can give to our children yes. to mm-hmm. show them, like, I am a person without all the dieting. Yeah. And, yes. um, yeah. I, and I just, I see that because my mom raised us that way. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't diet at our, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. she was healthy and she, like, you know, she never restricted mm-hmm. any foods mm-hmm. ever. Like, you ate them in moderation mm-hmm. and you had the Cheetos in the pantry mm-hmm. and right. you, you know, you allowed yourself to have Cheetos mm-hmm. and a Diet Coke, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I see so many of like my friends mm-hmm. and their children. Now, their children have the same mm-hmm. dieting mm-hmm. issues mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. becomes this yep. cycle. So, what a beautiful gift mm-hmm. we could share with our next generation mm-hmm. on this whole concept mm-hmm. of eating intuitively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, I see you going into the mm-hmm. schools even and doing mm-hmm. things with youth groups and just really spreading the word. Mm-hmm. Well, I stand on the shoulders of many amazing uh, women before me that have that have this message. And so I am not, I don't want to come across as this is my message. I stand on the shoulders of amazing people who brought this message forward. Um, so I want to give credit where credit is due and well, I'm grateful for those people. And didn't you go to special training? I did. By someone that's kind of one of the founders mm-hmm. of this whole movement? I trained, um, I trained from June of 2018 through June of 2019 um, under Evelyn Triboli, um, who wrote the book 
intuitive eating. Um, and then I recently traveled to Portland. I'm starting a new certification called Body Trust. And between intuitive eating and body trust, those two certifications, I think, will just blend beautifully. Um, and that certification should be done within the year. I will be working on that this next year. Um, but it was, yeah, it's been a journey. And, you know, I have, I was, I've been licensed in social work for over 20 years. I was a medical social worker. I've done real estate. I've sold Pampered Chef. I've <laughs> sold jewelry. I mean, I've, I've tried everything, but never, I, I never found my thing. Mm -hmm. That brought me joy and happiness and, and made me come alive. And to be honest, I, I took a step back from this. Um, after I had become certified, I think I, I was overcome with fear about going. Boy, we hear that a lot, yeah. don't we? Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's fear, uh, yep, it's the theme, right? Yep. Especially this, at this point in our lives, yep. Yep. all the confidence. Yeah, so I was overcome with fear, and, and I got stuck for a little while. And then recently, um, I was getting my hair cut and I was talking to the stylist about intuitive eating and body trust and health at every size and body liberation and um, fat acceptance and all of those things. And when I left there, I just had a skip in my step and mm -hmm. I, I felt alive. And that it was and it that pointed me back to intuitive eating. Like Heidi, you have to do this. This is what makes you come alive and you know i'm always telling my kids you can do hard things you can do hard things i probably say that every day to at least one of my kids mm -hmm. you know they're like i said they're 17 to 23 so they're doing hard things right mm -hmm. they're applying for jobs they're picking colleges they're going on college visits um they're resigning from jobs they're my oldest daughter actually just interviewed in spanish she lives in spain and she had to go to an interview and, and speak in spanish and i said what did i say you can do hard things but guess who wasn't doing hard things? Right. Guess who was sitting on her chair scared? <laughs> Mama. So um, here I am. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> taking a step out into the world um, and doing hard things because intuitive eating, body trust, health at every size, those movements are what make me feel alive. Um, and I have a quote I just wanted to share with you. I, I have this book I love, The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. Um, I just love this book. I want to buy 100 copies and give it to everybody I love. I, and I think we should maybe, maybe we should post it. A giveaway. Yeah. yeah oh, maybe it's we so should fabulous. make it a giveaway. But yeah. tell, okay, so read the quote and tell us about the book. The quote is Most of the old moles I know wish they had listened less to their fears and more to their dreams. And it, that just resonated mm -hmm. with me. It's time to listen to my dreams. Mm -hmm. And I had a, a wise friend, I call her my wise owl friend. Mm -hmm. She said, Say yes say yes to things. And so when Teresa asked me to be on this podcast, I, that was my sign to yes. say yes and to move forward. Yeah. So yeah. I'm super excited to, um, to help too. people yeah. in peace with food in their bodies. We are too. So what um, does your business look like? Sure. So yeah. I work with clients one-on-one, -on -one, um, either in person or via Skype or Zoom. Um, I, my, you can reach me at Heidi at inthebeautycoaching.com. Okay. And we'll post all that. Sure. Our, yeah. Uh, Facebook yeah. Yeah. And eventually I would like to do some groups and, and some other things. But, um, as of right now, I'm working one-on-one -on -one with clients. Okay. Um, and I just, I, I find a lot of purpose in that. Yeah. And what would a visit with you be like? Would there be like, would you 
be accountable? Would you hold them accountable mm. to things? Or what Ooh, do you do? That sounds like a diet rule. Yeah. That sounds like a rule. I okay. exactly yeah. that too. Like, okay. ooh, that's restrictive. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, it's having a conversation and finding compassion and, and, go, and going through the 10 principles of intuitive eating and finding where you're stuck and what you need to work on and um, self-discovery, mm-hmm. you know, being coming coming to the meeting from a place of curiosity. Mm-hmm. What What is triggering you? Why are you feeling how you're feeling? Why are you eating what you're mm-hmm. eating? Are you looking to external cues rather than internal? Um, mm-hmm. And what can we do to help you find peace right. and freedom right. so you can freedom. live your biggest, badass right. life that you can right. live? Right. Right. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. I, I that's agree. a midlife narrative. That's what right? we're built on. Like, yeah. let's figure this out and yep. move forward and... Yes. have fun and be at right. peace and share our joy with the world and yeah we're so much this. bigger than our appearance and and when mm-hmm. we're and when we're feeling bad about ourselves i think the question to ask if we're feeling bad about our appearance or whatever it might be who benefits from me feeling bad about this oh that's who benefits really you know the diet industry is a 73 billion dollar industry mm-hmm. and you know wouldn't you think their business plan is repeat customers yeah. because the failure rate For is sure. over 95 percent so i mean what a great business yeah. plan right. they have that's a pretty yes. big business wow. model yeah. yeah so you know and you know i'm not saying i'm not triggered i mean i might be getting ready to go somewhere and um, um but i move through it more quickly um i give myself self-compassion now um I don't stay stuck. Yeah, it's nor it's it's okay. It's it's there. Those are normal feelings to sometimes feel triggered, mm-hmm. or not to like the way we look, mm-hmm. um, or to be if our the clothes feel tight. And that's one of my things too is wear comfortable clothes. clothes. I know. Oh my <laughs> gosh, don't wear tight clothes. There's nothing that makes you feel worse about yourself. Your whole day is yeah. derailed. The queen of baggy clothes. Yeah. yeah, and it's just it's like. You hang on to those tight yep. clothes, like I'm gonna get back into that size. I'm gonna oh, get back into yes. that size, oh, and then, like, and a pretty suit. I know. Mm-hmm. I, yep. Yeah. And we have closets full of yeah. all different yes. sizes. Yes, closets. Like, you know what? By the time you fit back into those skinny jeans, you're not gonna like those skinny jeans anyway. Right. <laughs> I know, and you deserve to like go treat yourself. Yeah. It's well, like this whole weird mentality. mentality. Yeah. I know. We deserve to be comfortable, yes, we and do. when we're not <laughs> comfortable, we don't feel good about yeah. how we. I love that. I think that it's key. Simple, but it's key. And why do we? Is it just society that you have to be straight and narrow and thin? And it is diet but, culture. I mean, it's the right all shapes and sizes. Yeah, yes. so much more. I don't yeah. know what. Who made that the? Diet culture has been around since the mid 1800s, and it's it's it is the water we swim in. We are immersed in it. We can't even see it. Yeah. Um, <sighs> It's hard, but it's something that we just have to fight against. Mm-hmm. We have to work against it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so grateful I found this movement. Um, I feel like my children see me embracing. Mm-hmm. That is huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so a healthy relationship. A healthy mm-hmm. relationship, and I'm not. I'm no longer preoccupied. Right. And sometimes, if you know somebody's on a diet and they're and they're posting on Facebook about their diet and their before and afters, and well, you know. <laughs> I'm not a fan of before and afters mm-hmm. because what is it saying to somebody who is in a larger body, who right. lives in that body and that is their right. body? 
when somebody is pointing out that that is their before body, the right. body they hated, yeah, right. they despised. Yes, right. yes, yes. So right. it's making others feel bad about yeah. themselves. And also, I've, I've seen on Facebook too, you know, when people are starting a new diet, and I've done this, so I'm, I'm not pointing fingers, I've done all these things. When you are restricting, you become very preoccupied with food. Oh, so yeah. you're sharing Obsessed. recipes. Oh, right. Yes. You know, and what's yes. your favorite book? You always joke. You don't cook, no, but you I love cookbooks. Right, books. right, because yes. we, get, we are preoccupied with yes. food when we're hungry. Yes, and, and, when we're it yes, and, oh. and when we're restricted. Yes. So it's, um, it's very much a pattern and a theme, and mm -hmm. you can see it play out. And again, I'm not pointing fingers because I was that person. Right. right. Yep. I was that person who lost weight and thought I could help other people lose weight. Right. And, and, oh. I, I, I just, I have some amends to make for people that I did harm to by encouraging weight loss. Yeah. Um, now I know the truth. Right. I know 95% of the time diets fail right. over 95% of the time. It's like you see them lose weight and then you're like, okay, when's it coming back? Yeah. yeah. And two thirds of the, so 95% gain the weight back and then two thirds gain more weight back. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, there's room in this world. I mean, it's a beautiful world we live in. We're, there's room in this world for all body types, shapes, sizes, colors, physical abilities. We need to have love and kindness and in our world. You, and when you do you find that when you don't focus on the food that um, when you don't focus on the food, what where was I going with that? Um, the weight comes off naturally. Well I with intuitive eating I don't I don't tell I don't I can't tell you whether you're gonna gain weight or you're gonna no, lose weight. But you're, but you're going to get to where your body wants to right, be. That's what I mean. It's our birthright. Right. Um, yeah. intuitive eating is it's how toddlers eat. Yeah. It's right. coming home to your body. Right. It's your birthright. And so I don't know where your body's gonna land. Mm -hmm. I don't know. If you've been restricting, it's possible that you may gain some weight. Right. Um, mm -hmm. you may lose some weight. Right. I for me, um, I recently had a family member who I invited over. I said, come over, I'm making my your favorite salad, pesto chicken tortellini. It's the yummiest. Yeah, and and this family, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> and my family member said, ah, you know I'm on a diet. I can't come over. And I'm like, you know I help women find peace with food in their bodies, right? And this family member said, I'll find peace after I lose the weight. <laughs> yeah. And so sometimes it's planting seeds and, and it is body autonomy. If somebody chooses to go on a diet, that is, that is their right. And I'm not going to judge that. And I'm not going to stand in the way of that. Um, I hope to plant some seeds and maybe after the, another diet and regain and another, or, you know, maybe one, maybe two, maybe three, maybe my family member thinks Heidi seems happy. Right. She seems at peace, and I've noticed her weight has kind of stayed the same for a long time right. now, and and she doesn't seem obsessed with it or mm -hmm. distracted by it. And her, she seems really happy. Right. What is she doing? Mm -hmm. And can I have a piece of that? Right. right. So that's the goal. Yeah. Right. It's just, a, it. and I think it's not the number on the scale. It's not if you gain weight, lose weight with this whole movement. It's about getting your life back and enjoying and being yeah. in a beautiful, yeah. beautiful space. So absolutely, um, I can talk about this all day. I know, and oh, I think I think. And I, with all of our podcasts, we're like, this is so fascinating. We're going to bring you back again and yeah. get some more oh, follow-up. Yeah, but um, you know, the big takeaway that I had from this whole discussion that I think is super empowering and so easy to start with, 
change what you're seeing on your social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's, and, and, and get, that's an important message for young kids. Mm-hmm. And that's an important message for young kids and control what's what you're taking in by just getting rid of what's not mm-hmm. working. And I love that you said you don't have magazines and mm-hmm. stuff at home because I, I believe that a lot of magazines, I mean, they're all airbrushed mm-hmm. and everything right. else. And why do we need, why do we they need that? They don't even look that way. No, <laughs> ex- exactly. So I think that you did. Um, I loved our conversation today too. and I know that you're on the right track yeah. and mm-hmm. I am just so proud of you. And um, I know yeah. that we're grateful that you're our friend. For Aww. sure. Um, well, I'm grateful yes. for you. <laughs> Thanks Thank everybody. You.